Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. Super excited. Um, Before we jump in, we'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market, bar none. They are sturdy. They will not break. <laughs> they don't pop break down. Uh, mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. Right now, we've got a quarterly membership going on, which I think is awesome. I think it rocks. Um, we've got everything you need um, inside of our roadmap. You know, the uh, Teach Hoops did a roadmap because you're always in one of four seasons, right? You're either in preseason or you're either in postseason. Um, you're either in the season or you're in the off season. One of those four seasons you're always in. And we set up a roadmap and a checklist to make it easier for you. So come over, join us at teachhoops.com. Let's head off to the podcast. Ireland and played in Belfast. Okay. And I was lucky enough to be the, um, uh, I was looking after USF for okay. for the week. So yep. my the, the the guy I had to look after most was was Big Bill. So that was right. that was all good for a week. You know, we, we, <laughs> we talked some great basketball. Oh, I bet you and, did. And uh, but I got to shoot with that ball then, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, I don't like our molten ball, and the, the one we use at international level is a GX. And okay, it's really really slippy. Uh, like it's ridiculously. Slippy. And where's People, that made? I think molten or a German company. I'm not is sure. Is it a German? And is it like the one that has the yellow stripe on it? That's the one. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it's kind of brown, brown kind of white, and then a yellow stripe. Yeah. It's. It's just, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't have to shoot with it anymore, though, so I don't mind. You yeah, know it, I mean? doesn't, it doesn't matter as much as for you. What's, what do you think? So, last question, then we're going to do some rapid fire. What, um, what, what do you think the biggest change you've seen over in, your last, in the last 20 years? Or what's the biggest change you've seen in basketball? Uh, players are definitely getting more athletic. Over here, like we've seen it, like, I mean, guys would get away being out of shape. You know, and, and still been able to play at the top level. Not anymore. I mean, I, I'm watching videos and 
and clips on on Twitter and Facebook and and Instagram there of players who are playing uh, at Super League and National League and and international level over here now. And during these times, they're out working out with a the ball. They're you know they they're at it all day. Whereas they, back in my day, shall we say, the guys would have uh, sitting around watching TV, seeing what's going on. It wouldn't been been too pub. interesting. It'd have been at the pub. Yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely definitely better athletes. Like I mean, the last five ten years has been phenomenal. You know, all the strength and conditioning stuff that's come into it, the, the the dietary stuff, the nutrition stuff. You know, all the sports psychology is dead for better players and better athletes. In my I think so, too. All right. So I'm going to jump into rapid fire. So here I'm going to ask you a question and give me one answer. Okay. Oh okay. I call here rapid fire. One word to describe your ideal player. Honest. Okay. If you go to one sporting event in the world, what would it be? Game seven at TD Gardens against the Lakers. Celtics versus the Lake. One, just one game. That'd be it. So, uh, coach, be, was uh, that a big? Was was? Did you grow up in the Laker Celtic era? Yep. Okay, big Larry. So, big, people big Larry. that don't understand that are like old, like us. You you had to pick. Like you had to have. I was a Laker. Guy. One or the other. You yeah. you you could not be both. Like you either were a Celtics fan or you were a Lakers fan. People don't understand that it was like it was Bird versus Magic. It was there you like go. you. There was no middle ground like whatsoever yes it was my, my best friend is a laker you know he, he's been right. a laker all his life and uh, he's my son's godfather i didn't like uh, i didn't like mikhail mikhail rubbed me the wrong way for some reason great player great player but as like i was a magic you know anyway yeah I, I was a huge Celtics fan but i had i have so much admiration for magic and the way he was played and I think he gets overlooked in these conversations about yes. the, the best player. I think so, too. He changed the game. Like, he, like he Giannis. different positions. Like, Giannis is magic. Like, he, he's that, he's not, he can't, he can't, I mean, those kinds of guys. He doesn't have guys, the handles. He doesn't he have the handles. He, he hasn't got the vision, but he, he's But he's the 23. That, he's there you coming. Go. And, and he's the athlete that maybe, like, magic brought that athlete. That that, that you could play every position. That's the crazy it's, part. Like the, the the game where he played center when yes. uh, Kareem got hurt. Hurt. I know. I mean, I just actually was watching the thirty for thirty on it there a while ago. It, like he just magic is phenomenal. Have phenomenal. you been to Boston? I haven't been to Boston. I was in New York. Uh, my nephew worked in New York for about fourteen years. He worked okay. in, a, in a bar just off um, just off Times Square called the Perfect Pint. Okay. Um, yep. So he was a. He used to go and watch the Knicks play all yep. the time. He was so Times Square player. is not New York. Let me say that for first. Times Square Isn't is not. It is. Well, it is New York, but it's not like that's touristy. That's touristy yeah, New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. That's there not New York. That's touristy New York. We stayed out in Queens. So yeah, we're that, yeah, you got to get real New York. Um, you'd love Boston. Boston is one of those cities. Boston's one of my favorite cities in the U.S. It's a it's a big city that feels small. Um, okay. So it's not like Chicago or New York or L.A. Those cities all feel really big. If you fly in, it, it's, it's an old town. Boston's kind of like Dublin, eh? Yeah, it is. It feels like, it feels like London in some respects. It, yeah. You can walk places. It, it feels more condensed than it does like, oh, my God. This we actually had great plans this year. We were going to go out to Waymouth, out to um, Jimmy, Jimmy Dolan, Coach Jimmy Dolan down there. Yeah. Uh, with my Irish team this year for our pre-tournament uh, training camp. Okay. That that was the plan, and unfortunately, everything is kind everything's of uh, getting, everything's getting canceled. Gone now. Their championships have been have been deferred and, and called off till next year. 
Yeah. So you got to get to Boston. You got to oh, get to Boston. It's, it's book and miss job, you know? Uh, definitely. You definitely do. Well, it's like reverse for me. Mine's to get to Ireland. Yours to get to the U.S. That's like, it's opposite. Um, so uh, favorite pregame meal? <laughs> uh, very simple. The Mars bar. Really? I don't eat before games. It's it's just something to make sure. I, I, have I don't. Sugar. I don't tend to eat a lot either, and I tell my no. players not to either. I say it's better to play in an empty stomach. To be honest with you. Than so to, my my guys will always see me on the sideline with a Mars bar and a bottle. We have a, a drink over here called Lucasade, okay. which is kind of like um, a fizzy version, maybe of Gatorade or something like that. It's got glucose and everything in it. Okay. So that's that's my pregame. That's me. Okay. Regardless um, of what time the game is at. One skill not being taught in basketball. Boxing out. Ooh. And how do you teach that? By <laughs> drilling the hell out of it. And yeah. by making people hold themselves responsible for boxing out the player that they're meant to box out. Right. Uh, and I think that's the big thing. And like, because we're so athletic now, we're, we're looking to jump and take the ball before we're looking to make contact and hit a player and then go after the ball. And um, we lose rebounds because of that. And we've, we've lost a, a lot of rebounds. And I, I, again, this year, our women's team, I was very, very lucky to have the most dominant big in the league. But we had a, a girl with her who's an Irish girl called Holly Dunn. And, um, like between those two girls, they were averaging, averaging 35 to 40 rebounds a game. Right. Because they did the right things. They, they weren't did. trying to jump anybody. Right. They were just hitting, making sure that they got good contact, and then they were going after the ball. Yep, it's contact and it's fine, and then contact and then go get it. So, yeah, and you make and sure they, you get it. And the problem is, they sometimes they do the first two and they don't. Then they don't go get it. Like and that's it, and they, they leave it sitting there. I know. You know we we got a, a fantastic <laughs> kid over here plays with a, a team called uh, Marvel City Hawks, uh, an American kid called Katie Fox. Katie is about five foot three, and she has more offensive rebounds in the league this year than anybody else. Right. As soon as the bigs and everybody boxes out. She's the first one in there taking the ball out of their hands. Right. She's phenomenal at it. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, we, um, we, do, we pay particular attention to her. <laughs> what do you do to relax, coach? Golf. Ooh, how's your, what's, your, what's your handicap? The clubs and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the swing. <laughs> I, play off, I play off 19 at the moment, but I can play, I okay. can, I can play a lot. You can play a little bit. A lot less than that. Yeah, we were uh, – um, gosh, I think this was pre-kids. We were over – we went to St. My, my wife and I got to walk St. Andrews and stuff. And, Beautiful. Uh, oh, it's brother, gorgeous. Oh, my brother perfect. plays it every year. Really? He goes every year to play it himself and his wife go over to stay in the hotel. And they, yeah, he goes out and plays two rounds of golf there every year. I used to golf. I used to fish and golf, but it's like it's, it's too much other stuff going on, I think. But, no, the yeah. fishing wouldn't be – I don't think I'd have the, the patience for the fishing. Just yeah, the, see, I, 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 boat fishing is harder for me. I like trout fishing where I'm moving. Okay. Because there's always another, there's always another hole around the next corner when you're trout fishing. Because you're going up and down a stream, Very so good. that's my like attention deficit thing. Like I gotta like <laughs> always be doing something. It's like there's always the better fish around the next corner, so you're always looking. Um, We're definitely alike like that. Every yes. Day. <laughs> uh, what one coaching technique you think is important? Uh, for me, I think it's been positive. So being positive with your players. You, too many coaches. So you're ninety ten. You're 90 I'm, 10, I'm you're 80 20. I'm 95 5. Okay. But when I need to go, I'll go. You go to the five, yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and the five is not where you want to be. Right. You know, and my. It's players, that Irish temper. I don't know if they refer to that in Ireland, but they do over here. It's like, ooh, yeah, that Irish temper. A little, little bit of temperament there. You know, I'm sure if you ask any referee in Ireland, they'll probably say it's 95 5 the other way around towards them. But. 
with my players. And uh, I've done the other side of it. So that's what I talked about earlier on when you asked, you know, something you've learned from the past. Like I was that coach who used to stand on the sideline and berate the players. And it was just so idiotic. You right. know, I mean, but that's they, youth. I write that off as youth in some respects. It's like, he, yeah, in some respects it, like, yeah. for me, it was, it was just like, I probably went a little bit OTT at times as well. Right. But, like, now I, I've learned over the last, maybe since I started coaching college basketball, but 16 years, I'm in Carlo now yeah. and you're dealing with that kind of, you know, 18 to 24 year old kid. And you have to learn that you're, you're not going to get the best out of them if you're constantly on their back. They'll tune you out. If, you know, they, they just don't want to know. You know, if you if you encourage, but sometimes I, I had I had an American last year who played for me last year who said you can't keep giving me compliments when I'm doing something wrong. Wrong. You have to tell me I'm doing something wrong. And right. I said, look, if you're doing something really wrong, I'll let you know. Right. But I'm not going to change my style of coaching and come down on you when I don't need to. Right. I mean, that's like that might be what you're used to in the states, but. It's not what's going to happen. It's, it's life's too short. What's the best player you've seen in person? Best player I've seen in person. Uh, I'll give, can I give you one of each? You know, one sure. American, one American, yep. and one. Um, so I'm actually going to give you two Americans. Sorry. Okay. Uh, one of them actually played in Ireland in 85, 85, 86, I think was the season. And then went back, went to Portugal, and then went back and won three rings after that. So Mario Alley. Okay. So I was very lucky to see Mario play. He was he was a phenomenal player. But there was a, another American player that uh, played with him with the same club, Cluster, um, a guy called Kelvin Troy. Okay. Uh, now, look up Kelvin Troy. Like the offers that man got when he was leaving the States were phenomenal. Um, this guy could have played at any level. Okay. And his kids have, have you know, the, the, the two girls who have become fantastic players over here you know and, okay but a real gentleman a real nice guy but man when that man went on the floor whew, he was right. a different it was literally chalk and cheeks right nicest guy in the world off the floor but as soon as he stepped foot on the floor you better watch out <laughs> i'm <laughs> telling you yes <laughs> you know, for fun yes um irish players then um there have been so many great players over the years and kind of watching my brother my brother played at the highest level over here in the 80s and i watched um, guys like Tom O'Sullivan down in Cork, Francis O'Sullivan, who were phenomenal players. Francis is one of the best coaches I've, I've ever talked to. Uh, loves the game. I'd say back then, Lee McHale. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just real quick, quick shout out to our to um, teachhoops.com, who allows us to keep this this thing going. You know, we're over 600 and almost 700 podcasts. Um, go over and support us. And by supporting teachhoops.com, they allow us to do this. Go over and subscribe um, wherever you uh, like this and leave a review. Those five-star reviews do me a lot. They, I, I know they take time to fill out and do, um, and they mean a ton to, to me and um, to everyone that, that helps us here uh, at Coach Market. So, uh, yeah, let's head back to the podcast. Uh, who was probably, everybody said, would probably be the only Irish guy at that time that would have made the NBA. Okay. Um, and kind of latter years, kind of the last few years, there's um there's a couple of really good guys. There's a guy down in Cork though, uh, who's a real legend as far as I'm concerned. Like he's still playing away. Has there been a, has there been an Irishman in the NBA? Uh, Irish American? Yeah. Well, no, but it's somebody born yeah, in that, Ireland? No, I don't think I don't think I'd pass pass what was his name pass. At Burke. 
Okay. So I think he played with Orlando for no. a couple of years. years. Okay. Um, but I think he might have been born in the States. Born in the States. Uh, we did have a, a lady like Susan Moran played with the Liberty in the right. WNBA. WNBA. Uh, she's now an associate head coach at, at St. Joe's. Okay. Uh, she holds all the scoring and rebound records in St. Joe's. She's right. a phenomenal kid. Phenomenal. She lives about 20 miles from where I live. Okay. <laughs> um, so the, the last guy was, was a guy called Jaron Noonan. He was a guy from Cork. Okay. You know, a real tough, small, like he, he Jarvis about six foot, five, five, eleven, six foot, but would play against any big that you put him up. You could have put a guy about six, eight or six, ten in against him. I'd, I'd take Jar every day. The week. They all have the same descriptions, which is like great players all are, have the same. Yeah, I love toughness. They, do. <laughs> they all I have love. the same thing. They do, though. It's, you're not alone in that. Who's the best player of all time? Best player of all time is Michael Jordan. There is no, there is absolutely no, like, as I said to you earlier on, the talk about Magic and talk about Larry even and, and LeBron and Kobe. Um, like that that's all very fine. Uh, I still think Michael Jordan in his prime now playing in the league would be the best player in the league. I think he changed the game too. 100%. 100%. He like I'm so looking forward to this. Uh, I know. The, the SPN is on tonight. Was, so I was tweeting about I was tweeting about it like Five weeks ago, release the dang thing. Release the dang thing. Let, let everybody see it now when we're sitting at home doing right. nothing. You know what I mean? So the, you know what the problem was? I actually had somebody reach out to me, and the problem was they didn't have it done. Like they, okay. it wasn't. It was. It was in the. Wasn't they, finished. They, it wasn't finished. So they're releasing two. They they're trying to catch up because they know that everyone in the world's gonna watch this. <laughs> Even people over here, like uh, you see, there's a, a lady called Jackie Hurley. She's one of the sports presenters over here in RTE, which right. is our, our national station. Jackie plays basketball a bit, but like she's tweeting about it today. Can't wait for tomorrow. Right. Netflix, you know. And right. Everybody's saying that. Like we, we we're all kind of on. Just come on, get it out yes, there already. Yes, Let, let's yes. see this thing. So you know? they know they got a gem. They just they want to make sure it's good before they do it. One hundred percent. Who's the best player you ever saw? Who's the best player ever? Well, I've seen. I saw Michael play in person. Um, I, I'm I'm in Wisconsin, so I'm voting. I'm hoping Giannis becomes that person, <laughs> and that we can win some rings in Milwaukee. Um, so, and one of my former players is on actually on the Bucks. So uh, Wes, very good. Wes, yeah. So. I'm hoping – I think they could have won it this year, so I'm feeling really sad about that. No, they lost in the conference finals again. Yeah. Celtics would have beat them again, you know? Oh, I don't know, though. I don't know. The Bucks you know had what all I the- love, You know what I love about the Celtics, though? And just, you know, I know I'm a Celtics fan. They play as a team. They do. You know, they're probably the best team in they the They do. Do you know they what do. I mean? They're, yeah. they're not reliant on on one or two superstars. Right. They, they have – Pieces. Maybe five or six stars right. who all know their job and all know their roles and do them to the best of their ability. And that makes a good team. Marcus Smart is probably one of my favorite players in the league. I do. Love I him. love him. Um, yeah. bet, uh, best game you've seen in person? Best game I've seen in person. So I coached okay. it was. Me too. Uh, I coached in mine too. The best yeah, one I've seen. We, we played uh, a varsity division one, which is our highest college league. It was our first ever final. We were uh, point down with five seconds to go. Uh, one of my guys hit a half-court buzzer beater to win the game. So okay. that's uh, that's the best game. I've watched that game. Every time I feel sad, I go back and watch that game. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? What that, we, won a, we won a state championship, in, which is the highest level for us, in triple overtime. 
Um, and in the, either the beginning of the first or beginning of the second time, a kid did the timeout and didn't have it, and then we got free throws with no time. It was like, it was just oh, like crazy. Like so many of the, the kids that come over here, it's the same thing. They're they're on the floor and they're turning to the referee looking for timeouts, and I'm kind of looking at them. Oh, I didn't tell you that. I'm sorry. You know, uh, you're not going to do that over here. You know? Right. Yeah. So, but we don't get teed up, which is good. No, that's good. Um, what's one thing that's helped you become a better coach? Uh, a friend of mine, a couple of years ago, I, I went through, well, before five years ago, I went through a really bad period where I was constantly on their back. In, in, uh, in 14 games, I had 15 tees. <laughs> oh, my God, coach. That might be a record. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> so uh, a really good friend of mine uh, from when I was younger, uh, who, he was an Irish coach, and he just uh, – he turned around to me one day and I got on really well with him, but he's not afraid to tell me when I'm wrong, you know, and he just, right. he looked at me, he says, that's a good friend. That's a good go. friend. There you go. He just said, you know, every time you're doing that stuff, you're not coaching your team. So your team are the ones who are, who are getting hurt. Not you, not the referees, your team are the ones who are getting hurt. I just, I remember going home in my car that evening and thinking about what he'd said because then I eventually got kicked out of the game when I went back and watched the video of the game afterwards and, and thought about what he'd said. You know, he's right. You know, yep. He's 100% right. Best thing that happened to me probably was last year when I was given the, the the head coach's job of the 20s women's team. First game in season, I got kicked out of the gym. And then I got an email from our elite performance committee and they said, look, this happens again. You're going to lose your job uh, with the Irish team. And I went, okay, well, I'm not going to let that happen. Right. Because I've waited 20 years, 25 years to be an Irish coach. So right. That's not going to happen. So. I, I didn't get a, a T for, I think I got one technical the rest of the season. I've, I got one technical this season and right. like I'm coaching two different teams. So right. like that's, I think, I think that's a great takeaway for anybody that's listening to this. I've learned that too. Like early in my career is like Bobby Knight was like, yeah, it was, I was, on, <laughs> I was all over people, but, but, but I have learned that don't get me wrong. I'll get on him if I need to get yeah, on him. Absolutely. But, but most of the time, my guys are the ones that need work more than the officials. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> we, we brought in a, another good thing this year. Uh, started the year. We said anybody gets a tee, player, coach, whatever. It's 10 euros. Well, that's so every time you get teed up, you get 10 euros. Yeah. And, you know, we the end of the season, we go and have a party with it. Yeah. <laughs> thankfully, it wasn't that full. Well, so it wasn't that much. Of a, no, give me your, uh, what's your favorite quote? I think you think he sent it to me, but. Yeah, it's it's an old kind of Bobby Knightful quote. And I'm sure somebody else probably said it before him, but that's where I heard it is, you know, fail to prepare is, is to prepare to fail. You know, I mean, it, it's your preparation is is everything. You You prepare for the team that you're meeting, you, you prepare your players in the way you want them to play and a way that you know they're able to play. You've done your job, you yeah, know? I agree. Um, what's one word to describe your coaching style? Hey, loud. I love that. I love it. Yeah, okay, yeah. Best, best, best coach of all time. States or... Anywhere. Uh, I don't know. Like You can pick one from team. each if you need to politically... Yeah, I think, I think that would probably be a little bit better. Like okay. um, From what I've seen, uh, Pop is is an exceptional coach um for me now even after watching the likes of um memory block here now of phil jackson and these guys and pat riley over the years i just think brad stevens is and I'm, i know again i'm a Celtic supporter i just think he's i just think he's so smart i mean right. every time there's a timeout he comes out of a timeout and they're on offense they've got an offensive out of bounds it's a bucket every time I'd, it's just i'd say his percentages out of timeouts are just ridiculous 
Right. Um, I just think he, he's a really smart guy. He's very, very calm. I love the way he coaches. I love the way his teams play I love for how him. he can do that. I wish I could do that. I wish be I as calm as that. And be so cerebral during it. I think it's it's the player in me that's just like, he's just so like, I would love to know what's going on in that brain. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, but they're like, that's, and no disrespect to you or me or any other coach, but that's the difference. That is. That's the difference between being that next level guy. So like the footballer over here, Roy Keane, uh, I'm sure you've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, like the soccer player, like Roy Keane was captain of Manchester United for years and captain of Ireland. But like he was cerebral. He, he was the one who was, you know, always ahead of everybody else, always thinking of everybody else, thinking right. about his teammates as a player. Uh, and that's what made him better than everybody else. So, so I'm going to, before I ask the last question, is, is, is basketball like, I don't want to say this in a wrong way, but is it a second class sport in Ireland? In, do you have a hard time getting the athletes to play basketball when they're seven, eight, nine, ten in Ireland? So in Ireland, it's it's football and hurling are first. So okay. there are there are national sports GA, okay, um, Gaelic Athletic Association. Then next would be at the minute probably soccer, I'd say. Okay, um, because kids have a great chance of coming of playing here and then moving to play in England in the Premier League. And so uh, after that, then would be rugby, uh, which is real American football without the pads and the helmets and all right. that kind of stuff. Yep, you know, real men's game. Yep, and uh, then, <laughs> then basketball. Okay. You know, the, the, the funny thing about it is that, like, participation-wise, there are more people playing basketball than any other sport apart from the GA in Ireland. Wow. Okay. Like, there's over 200. But I'm, but I'm saying it's a finite number. It's a pool that you're picking from, and if you're not, that, that's the hard part. Like, kids in, in U.S. play, if you're a good athlete, you're going to play baseball, you're going to play football, you're going to play basketball. You're going to find one of those that you can – and what we get over here is we get a lot of kids who dual sport. So, like, like we talked about Dana earlier on. Right. Uh, Claire Melia, who was the captain of that. And Claire did, was, was with St. Joe's for the first half of the, of the year. Right. She left, left just after Christmas. And she was rookie of the week out there. Like, her numbers were ridiculous, ridiculous as a rookie. But she also played Gaelic football for her county. Okay. You know, so you find that a lot of our best athletes probably play two sports. Some of them played three sports. Right. Uh, it's crazy. You know, I mean, uh, Susan Moran herself, like who, like Hall of Famer in St. Joe's and in Ireland and like Susan played international tennis as well, you know, so. Right. It, so the really bad. good ones do multiple things. To do, to do. Yeah. do. And uh, me as a coach, who, like I've seen in the college situation, I allowed them to do that because I think if you ask them to pick one or the other, you're going to lose out. Yeah, you are. Do you like halves or quarters? Uh, I like quarters. You know, I like quarters. Okay. Yeah, I think you can get more time to talk to the kids if things are going wrong. I would like to see some of the stuff that you guys do in the states implemented here. I'd like to see the on-court timeouts. I'd like to see things like that allowed right. in FIBA. FIBA. Um, I think it'd be. Uh, I think it'd make for a better game. I think I don't want the TV timeouts and all that kind of stuff. Every three um, minutes, it ruins the flow. Trust me. Uh, oh, I, at that tournament, at that Belfast Classic with all those Division One teams and. I'm sitting, I'm sitting courtside with Dave, with, with Hopla, and we're watching the game, and next minute the game stops with two minutes to go, and I'm going, what's going on, Dave? No one called a timeout. And right. You have to explain it to me, you know? TV timeout. Do you think uh, jump ball, yes or no? I think it should be gone. I personally think it's a part of the game that should be gone. It's jump like ball, start of the game, end of story. Alternate I don't even game. think you should do it at the start of the game. I think the home team should get the ball, or the visiting team should get the ball, and then just alternate possession. Yeah. 
I don't know about you, but the officials have gotten really bad at throwing the ball up. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, yes, I, I agree. Um, like the, the, the guys over here, you can imagine as well. Like, I mean, we're not the tallest country in the world, so most of our officials are, you know, right. maybe five foot nine or five foot right. ten, and they're going in with guys that are six foot eight. They don't want to be in there. Well, and they haven't one. practiced it. They're not yeah, like yeah. when I played, everything was a jump ball, so they were practicing it more. They're not yeah, even practicing it. Re- referees don't do enough practice as far as I know I, but well, I, that's I, where I, I hope would like FIBA or somebody will come in and say let's just get the, the it's an archaic thing the jump ball is archaic let's just get rid of it like yeah I, I could deal with that yeah I wouldn't mind that but I, if not that then just the one that we do it over here so we're alternate so yeah it's one, we are one too. jump start of the game and away you go um shot clock yes or no yes definitely and length 24 is good with us in a minute we we did have 30 second shot clocks over here I think I didn't anywhere twenty four to thirty. I'm I'm easy with. I'm okay. Easy with. Uh, three point shot. What's the right distance? I think the the NBA line is a little bit too far. I do uh, too. I think the FIBA line is good. FIBA line is good. What's that? It's about twenty eight feet or something. Like I, I have a fee- feet. I, yeah. I think I think FIBA is about right. I think the court is getting too small. Yeah. It's it needs to get wider. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah, probably right. needs to be ninety four everywhere. Like we're eighty four in our high school. It needs to be ninety four everywhere, and it needs to be wider. Like the okay. potties are just getting so big. So you're 80, 84 long is in it? high school, 84 long in high school. Wow. And we're playing guys that play like division one basketball, like legit. Like it's like, that's way too small. And the, and the three point line is the top of the, yeah, no, that's, that's too close as well. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, like, a, it's like, oh yeah. yeah, I think, I think the feeble line is good. I, I think I really it is like, too. If the change size of ball then for men's and women's. Yes, it's 28 and a half and 29 and a half or whatever it is. Yeah, same here, six and seven over here. Yeah, it's perfect. All right, Coach, so two things. First of all, you've broken my record on podcasts, so we both like to talk over there two hours. Go. So nice job. <laughs> we, we broke the record. That's the first thing. Second thing is, do you have any parting words for, um, for the listeners? And is there any way that – like someone in the states can watch this like can they watch your team is there any way to do that oh, yeah yeah we we okay. like our, so our facebook channels okay uh, facebook page we we uh, live stream all our home games okay every home game is live streamed on it carol basketball okay uh, facebook um, so that's good we, for the that's good for the americans that their parents can watch and stuff that's yeah. actually the reason we started doing it okay uh, and it's really great now what we do like this year we do back-to-back games. So our men's game, our men's game would be twelve thirty in the morning here, okay. And women's game would be three fifteen in the afternoon. Okay. And um, so Caitlin would come in and literally live stream DJ's game, and then DJ would come in and stream Caitlin's okay. game. And it was great, you know. I mean, it was it's fantastic for those back in the states being able to watch their kids play, and even for our own supporters who aren't able to make it to the games because they might be away on. You know, with right. their kids doing something, they're able to sit down and watch it wherever they are. That's awesome. So we're going, we're going for the first time ever. We're going Friday night games next year. Well, that'll be great. So then we're hoping like that. We did it twice this year, and the crowd we had at the game was phenomenal. It was the biggest so crowd we've is, ever had. Is is there is I don't know if 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 in Ireland, uh, fish fries are a big deal on Friday nights in uh, the fish states. And chips. Yeah, fish and chips, man. Fish and chips, yeah. It used to be a big thing. It's not, not so much anymore. Not it's so much not. anymore. But, okay. But it, it, you get the, like, it, the, the older crew would definitely still be into the fish and chips on a Friday. A Friday and then come to the game. All right, any parting words, Coach? 
Um, I suppose, like, enjoy what you do. You know, when you stop enjoying what you're doing, walk away. Right. Um, be approachable, be helpful, uh, and, you know, be as good as you can be for the people that you're, you're coaching. I think that's a great takeaway. And I, I think, <laughs> all right, thank you, coach. God bless. Hey, coach, hope you enjoyed that. If you did, okay, go join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You, you want to become a better basketball coach, let me help you. You know, where else can you find a mentor for, you know, a dinner at McDonald's, basically. Let me help you. Um, not only resources and communities and handouts and one-on-one -on -one calls and office hours, it's got a little bit of everything that will help you become a better basketball coach. Also, go over, um, subscribe and like, leave a review. And if you're going to do any shopping on Amazon, click down below. We would appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.